Let us prepare our hearts to receive the word of God. Let us pray. God of our salvation, there is wisdom, peace, and joy for those who keep your word. By the power of your Holy Spirit, lead us in your truth and teach us to do your will. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Our first reading is from the Old Testament, Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses uh, 14 to 16. The day of the surely coming, says the Lord, when I, I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days at the time, I will cause a righteous branch to spread up, uh, spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. In the, and this is the name by which it will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Our next reading is from the Old Testament, Psalm 25, verse 1 to 10. To you, O Lord, Lord, I lift up my soul. Not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O God, and of our steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgression. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For you, goodness sake, O Lord. Goodness and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his ways. way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. How can we thank God enough for you in return, for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our ways to you. And may the Lord make you Increase and abound in love, and one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may you, and may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father and coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Our final reading is from the New Testament, Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 to 36. There will be a sign in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the day, and on the earth, distress, 
um, among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People with faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon, and world for the powers the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. Now when they, now when these things began to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he took them a parable, look at the fig trees and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things uh, have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your so that your hearts are not weighed weighed down with dispassion and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that days does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wait and watch. These are the key words of the season of Advent. And yet our waiting and our watching are not always as as we expect. All around us in the world outside, people are busily preparing for Christmas. Indeed, it seems that people, rather than waiting through Advent, are in a rush to leapfrog over it altogether to leapfrog over this season of preparation and to get right into the celebration of Christmas. In such an atmosphere, there is no time to watch. For many, Christmas is already here. And then there is the other extreme. At the other extreme, there are those within the church who wait and watch for their own understanding of the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. They are waiting and watching for all of those things that Luke speaks of in the gospel reading. They wait for signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. They wait for distress among the nations. They wait for confusion to rule, roaring like the sea, like the sea and the waves. They're watching for foreboding to come upon the earth, for the powers of heaven to shake us to our core. But neither of those two manifestations of watching and waiting quite seem to reflect the fullness of God or of God's kingdom. Neither truly reflects what it is that we're waiting and watching for in Advent. 
Within the Christian church, the season of Advent looks both backward and forward. It looks to the past. Advent is that time when we are reminded that God has intervened in human history in the person of Jesus Christ. We remember how God was faithful to the divine promise to bring salvation unto the world, to defeat the powers of sin and death, and to assure us of life everlasting, lived in the presence of God. All of this happens with the birth of Christ. Looking forward, like the world all around us, we look forward to the coming of the celebration of Christmas, but we also look beyond our celebrations of this one day in the, in the secular calendar and into the future in God's promise that Christ will indeed come again. That the salvation of God's creation is both past reality and coming realization. Advent reminds us that we live in this moment a moment in which we acknowledge the faithfulness of God, that Jesus' great acts of salvation, his life, death, and resurrection have been completed, and yet we await with longing hearts for the consummation of the coming of the kingdom of God. Each time we gather at the Lord's table, as we will in a few moments, we hear that we are united with all of the faithful beyond all time and space. These are not simply poetic words that we use in an attempt to explain the unexplainable, but rather they are a proclamation of God's faithfulness. We believe that we stand in this moment 11:17 on November 28, 2021. But we also, in those words, declare that we stand in unity with all of the saints who have gone before us, with all of the saints who are yet unborn as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. We come to the table in a moment where time collapses and we are both now and eternal. Past, present, and future are met at this table. Likewise, this genre of Christian literature, apocalyptic literature, the image of the end times, as we've heard this morning, speaks to the church as it stands in this moment of collapsed time. This moment of eternity. It speaks to the church that is waiting and watching for the coming of their Lord Jesus Christ. It is writing that seeks to make sense of the here and now, our experience of human history, as well as the now but not yet of salvation history as we await the coming of our Lord. As Jesus spoke to his disciples, he knew that they were going to have questions. He knew that they would be searching to understand the events that were about to take place in his life. Advent begins at the end of the gospel lesson, of the gospel story. At that, at, during those times 
when Jesus is preparing his disciples to make their way to Jerusalem and preparing them to witness his death. The disciples would indeed know distress, confusion, and foreboding. As do we. Generation after generation, you know, have looked at the texts like this one that we read from Luke's Gospel this morning, and they've sought to interpret it for their own times. Surely this is the war that Jesus was speaking of. Surely this is the political turmoil. Surely Christ is coming. And today, in this moment, we face these same struggles. Political tensions within and aggression between nations is in the news every day. Concerns over climate catastrophe and its, and its effects on our lives. A global pandemic, unemployment, hate crimes, death-dealing illnesses, displacement by terror, inflation, anything that traps people into fear and despair is what Jesus speaks of in these events. In this time, surely, Christ is coming now. It's interesting, isn't it, how we become fixated on this dramatic speech, these dramatic images that Jesus declares to his disciples. But we forget to pay attention to the parable that comes after it. Because the parables are always there to help us make sense of the tough stuff. Jesus just does not make that great uh, statement about all of this woe that lies before the world, but he then turns to the disciples with this parable. Look at the fig tree, he says, and look at all of the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can say to yourselves and know that summer is is already near. We have seen the faithfulness of God in big ways and in small ways. In the regular routines of nature and like leaves budding on trees, we know and we can trust that spring is indeed coming. We know and trust that God watches over all things. And so it is with the kingdom of God. Not because of, but in the face of all of these tumults and and concerns that are happening in our world that cause us to wonder about the presence of God, we know deep within that the kingdom of God is coming. Why? Because we have seen and heard the promises of God. God's God came to us in the person of Jesus Christ, opening to us a new understanding of what it means to be human and what it means to live in our relationship with God. He came to teach us that we need not fear, but that wherever we go, God goes with us. God's promise is trustworthy and sure and given for all. 
That's one of the important lines in this little little passage that we read, one that we so easily lose. Jesus promises, for these things will come upon all who live upon the face of the whole earth. Both the hardships, but also the promise of the kingdom of God will come upon everyone. But to us is given the task. Wait. Watch. Be faithful. Know and trust that God is good. And live as people who have been saved because Christ is indeed coming. Christ has come. These are the, are the waitings of this Advent season. Thanks be to God.